I'll never walk on New Year's Street again. Oh, ever again. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Coney Island from Evermore. Coney Island. A dev favorite. A dev favorite, yes. <laughs> and today, we are discussing an actual dev favorite. <laughs> Cornelia Street from Lover. Woohoo! Woo! We're getting back into Lover. Love it. Cornelia Street is the ninth track on the album. Ninth tracks just hit differently. They do, don't they? Just so good. Yeah, just so good. All (laughs) of them. All of the ninth tracks. Cornelia was the ninth track. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that took me a second. Lover was released on August 23rd, 2019, and this song was written solely by Taylor. I love a solely written by Taylor song. Yeah, so good. Emotional. Cornelia Street has been played only once live, and that was at the City of Lava concert in Paris. Mm -hmm. The acoustic version of Cornelia Street was played, and it is absolutely mind-bogglingly amazing so good and the clips are in the youtubes and you better check it out along with the og version of cornelia street because we're going to be talking about both yeah of course i mean it's the same song it's just played different ways yeah and they like it hits differently in both ways so good i can't even explain how jealous i am of those who were at the city of (sighs) so if any of our listeners were there please let us know oh my gosh like so lucky the only people that really got to see this music performed i mean i know we're gonna hopefully at some point get to see perform but we don't know when we don't know how we were we were kind of heartbreaking robbed of the lover era yeah, one of the many things that COVID took from all of one us. One of us. Yeah, but the City of Lover version of Cornelia Street is just so raw, Ugh. I'd say. Like Taylor's emotions while she's playing it, you can just see Ugh. them and it's filmed so well. It's so good. It's really good. And having the, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We're going to, uh, we love this song. Well, we're about to talk about <laughs> it. We're about to talk about so, it. So, Devin, what do you think about Cornelia Street? Cornelia Street is my number two song. Wow. On my top 20. Wow, wow, wow. Even when I just redid it. So I just redid it, you guys, for uh, having, you know, added Evermore into it. Mm. And also, you know, it's been six months since we did the original ones. And so, Gab, you should probably do you it, too. Redo my... Yeah, you need to okay. redo them. Because there were a couple of new ones and changes in my top 20. Yeah, since, I'm sure. There was know. a lot of songs you didn't know. Well, that's... <laughs> That's fair. So (laughs) Cornelia Street being on my favorite Taylor Swift album, being one of my favorite songs on the album is, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I think that I was first drawn to this song by The Groove, Mm. that that driving, you know, anytime she writes about being in a car or whatever, Mm. she has, The Groove is constantly like, you're driving, Mm. you know, Getaway Car has that groove. and Also a track nine. Also, (laughs) so good 
<laughs> you know? So style has that groove. Mm. Uh, I guess like the only one might isn't is all too well and you know, driving up state. Different type of different song. Different groove. Different type of song. Different type of song. But so that was the original reason why I was drawn to this song was that like really awesome groove and in the very beginning of the song with the synth that starts playing the it's just and it just puts you into this kind of like dream state i i kind of liken it to you know in the old timey movies when they would switch to the like woman on screen and all of a sudden the focus would be like fuzzy and Mm. like warm and very soft Mm -hmm. and i don't i mean it was like highlighting the beauty and i mean i guess technically it was sexist but at that time every Everything was. Everything sexist. was. <laughs> Hollywood was, yeah. So, yeah. but the starlets of that time with that focus, with were that just focus, so beautiful. Yeah, exactly, and it just made them look just like these angelic figures, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the feeling that gets evoked in the first, the first part of this song mm-hmm. is very like dreamlike, um, uh, and and like you're kind of in a trance, kind of, mm. and then once the bass line starts, no, the bass drum. Mm. comes in when she starts singing we were a fresh page on the desk filling in the blanks as we go the bass that comes in the boom boom mm-hmm. boom and it slowly builds and builds and then it cuts out for her first bit of the chorus i love that part. love it it's beautiful it just cuts out and it's just her singing i hope i'll never lose you hope it never ends yeah, it's so pure I'll never walk Cornelia Street again. And then the groove comes back in with, and baby, I get mystified. And then, oh my God. And then the groove hangs on until, (gasps) until the last time through when it cuts out again and she's singing it. And that, oh my God. So that's like one of my favorite parts. I love that part. The build of this song is so good. There's only one other song that tops this song for me mm. on this album. Mm. And if you've seen my top 20, you know, it's death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. So we're almost at D. We are we're almost there. Well, and as we know, Jack Antonoff was the producer on this album. Yeah. And I think he is an expert at the fill and when it drops and when it comes mm-hmm. in, I feel like he's just the master of that. So knowing he's behind this song. Yeah. And it like, it just has such amazing production. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 The, oh, it's so good. And, the, like, the fill just sounds good. It it just all sounds so good. And then, like, I'm sure you'll talk a little bit about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Because the lyrics are just so good. They're fantastic. <laughs> I mean, like, and then you get the acoustic version at the City of Lover concert. And it is this, like, kind of 180 flip to a different feel. Like, as you said, it's so raw mm-hmm. and the emotion in it and just the timbre of a guitar. Mm-hmm. So instead of the whole big production aspect of what it is on the album, it's this really realistic, heavy, mm, you know, she like really is emoting on it mm-hmm. and the juxtaposition of the two. And it's the exact same song. Yeah. And it's just so cool that it sounds completely different and yet amazing like i think so that good. i think that it might be even better than the original version of it i don't know i know well but the original is so good i don't know when it comes to acoustics i never know if we just love the acoustics we love the original and then we get something different mm-hmm. it's always hard to tell yeah 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 so um i don't know if you guys can tell but i really like this song yeah <laughs> what about you 
I honestly think Cordelia Street is a perfect song. I love this song. It's also in my top 20, probably in my top 10, Mm -hmm. I would say. Not having that in front of me, I can't confirm, but I love this song. I just, I think it tells such a clear and beautiful story about the early days of Taylor and Joe's relationship. Mm. And the through line is just so, it's like specific, but also just like you, you're, you go along for that journey. You're Mm. part of that story. Mm -hmm. It's Gorgeous. Mm. I just, oh, I love it. You know, musically, I think it's fantastic. Lyrically, vocally, everything about it, really. Also, it just feels so personal and intimate to Taylor. Mm. And that by letting us in to this part of her life, we're able to feel and she evokes those same emotions and then we can connect them to our lives and relationships. Mm-hmm. Like this is such an ex- like perfect example of why people love Taylor Swift and yeah. feel like they connect to her this yeah. song oh so good. yeah it's so good also you know the bridge is epic and like it always makes me emotional mm. and i'm going to talk about that later because it's my favorite part of the song Ooh, okay and then we're going to mention some lyrics throughout but one lyric that i just like really want to specifically point out in terms of taylor's storytelling is well it's not one lyric it's a verse <laughs> Back when we were card sharks playing games, I thought you were leading me on. I packed my bags, left Cornelia Street before you even knew I was gone. But then you called, showed your hand. I turned around before I hit the tunnel, sat on the roof, you and I. Mm. And it's just like the story is just so clear. You understand fully like what's happening in this relationship. Mm. And it's at this moment of, is it going to happen? We're falling in love. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then like that they end up together. And it's, you know... The whole idea of, like, the metaphor with, like, card games and Taylor not knowing where they stood and then the idea, like, Joe showing his hand, a.k.a. telling her how he felt Mm -hmm. and expressing those feelings and then them reconciling. Like, it's just so good. It's so good, too, knowing where they are now. Yeah, even better. You know? Lover being her first album, like that she owned, mm-hmm. that she had, and having a song on it where she was writing about her love and her experience with this guy, and that this is a place, Cornelia Street, it's real, mm-hmm. it's in New York, yeah. it's a place. I've been on that street. I've been on that street. We're gonna, <laughs> I have a picture of the, the <laughs> right when we were starting to do this podcast, we were down there, I think, I forget when it was, it was it was pre-pandemic, I think. No? It was, no, it was during the pandemic because it was when we painted really? uh, whatever that is, the awning the awning that we painted. And then when I was walking to Felicity's, uh, I passed by Cornelia Street while we were walking. That's funny. So yes, it was during the pandemic and I took a picture. I snapped it. But it, it this, this song is just so cool in that sense of that it is a continuation or it's the very beginning of a relationship that we've now seen grow over the past couple of years and how they've now collaborated together and are making music together and everything yeah it's it's pretty cool well and especially too at this point you know when she's she's writing this song about early days in their relationship and we also just see the growth because the relationship was secret for so long Hmm. We didn't all know the reputation songs were necessarily about Joe or not. Right. And then we like kind of learned and understood that they were and like the idea of delicate Mm -hmm. being like as they're starting to get to know each other and this is like as they're falling in love and that that's all chronicled. Yeah. Is so cool. And it's just really beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, uh, this song on this album, like the whole album, we love Lover. I mean, it's just. We love Lover. So good. So good. So Devin. Ooh. 
Do you relate to this song? So my Cornelia Street is Newtown Ave. Oh, babe. <laughs> you That's always really cute. You always say that. You're always like, oh, well, because you relate it. Your relate tos are always really sweet. Well, and they always relate to you. Yeah, it's really especially nice, especially with Lover. Well, duh. That's well, our album. Duh, with Lover. So Newtown Ave, for most of you who don't know, which is probably a lot of you, yeah, um, <laughs> is where Gab had her apartment in Queens when we started dating. Yeah, even people in Queens might not know it because yeah. it's a small street. It's a small, small place. Small diagonal That we street. ended up walking a lot because then we moved pretty close to there and walked Newtown Ave quite a bit mm-hmm. past, past that apartment. So when we were first dating, I mean, I have all of these memories of standing outside the apartment and when we had our first kiss in the rain mm-hmm. outside the apartment. One thing that I read on Instagram was that Cornelia Street Everybody has their Cornelia Street, mm-hmm. like their place where they have memories, like a, an apartment or or an actual street or a space or yeah. whatever. And so like this is what is evoked when I think of Cornelia Street. It, it was when we were starting to date yeah. and when, you know, now we're obviously we're like Taylor and Joe because we're, you know, they started dating when we started dating and everything. So I'm like, whatever. Well, no, we, we, we've we been dating a little longer than <laughs> A them. little just longer. Just got to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, just going to put that out there. And obviously Lover is the album that we associate with the most. And so I think that. I can relate very much to this song, and I yeah. think that that's what makes me like it even more, because being able to relate to things definitely helps. Yeah, that's really sweet. You know? So I, I, I thought about that literally as I was writing our notes yesterday. Aww. I was like, I have a Cornelia Street. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what I about like you? that. Well, it's funny, because like I, I associate Astoria mm. with you, because mm-hmm. that's like where we like first built our life together you know which is pretty cool i think that in this song taylor is just so good at encapsulating those early falling in love emotions Mm -hmm. and like how heightened Mm -hmm. they feel Mm -hmm. and i totally can connect and remember those feelings Mm -hmm. you know and how like exciting it is but scary and you're just filled with so much emotion you don't know what to do with it yeah like some of the lyrics like i get mystified by how this city screams your name like so freaking relatable and i guess i just said astoria but in my notes i wrote new york is devon (laughs) for me (laughs) you know like it's like our experiences there these past five years as a couple what we've done you know working in the theater district and like our spots that we'd go to eat there when we saw shows or where we'd go to Indy near Lincoln Center, you know, Mm -hmm. and all our different restaurants and spots in Astoria, like just the different places that were part of that early feeling of our relationship and then continued on. So like your New York City, as is in another lover song. And I think that, you know, associating a person with a place and all the emotions that you felt there is so relatable. Sure. Which is why I think so many people connect to this song, as you said. Yeah. And how you said, like, everyone has a Cornelia Street. I think it's that same idea that, like, places can evoke such strong memories Mm. and feelings for people. Totally. And that can connect especially to your relationship at that time. Yeah. Lines that just, like, are, you know, simple, but, like, say exactly what you mean. 
is I hope I never lose you, hope it never ends. Like, it's so to the point, but it's also very vulnerable mm. and very real to how you feel when you're falling in love. Like, you're just like, I hope I never lose you. I hope you never ends. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't want this to end. I'm falling in love. And sometimes that's scary to share. And you don't want to come on too strong. But, like, you really are feeling it. And, yeah. and you're jumping in. And, you know, it's just, it's beautiful line. And it's interesting to me that she goes, I hope I never lose you. I hope this never ends. I'll never walk Cornelia Street again. Yeah. Like, that's a kind of heartbreak. Time could never mend. Like, if the heartbreak happened, she would never right. walk it again. Right. So I think that the fact that the that she's focusing in on, like, the negative there, mm. like, instead of the positive because she's scared, you know, because, like, this is such a scary time. And, yeah. like, that is the thing of what you said, fresh love is scary. And it's a risk. And it's risky. Yeah. And Taylor had had her heart broken a lot mm-hmm. and had been taken advantage of by some guys and everything. And so it's very hard when you've been through an experience like that, uh, a heartbreak, and to bring yourself back and doing it again. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Of mm-hmm. Letting yourself love again mm-hmm. is really scary. Yeah. And so what is bittersweet and like very um, melancholy and heartbreaking about this song is that it is all about love and it's about what this amazing love that's happening, but it's, it's from a lens of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And Which is super relatable. Super relatable. Yeah. And it just makes the song so, I think that's why the acoustic version yeah. is like so Well, cause it's so deep. vulnerable because we've all had that fear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, like if I lost you, like I'd never walk Cornelia Street again. Like, yeah, yeah like it's just too emotional. It's too connected. Yeah. But it is a love song. Yeah. Through that lens, which is just so brilliant. Yeah, well, that's why she Melancholy. is a master storyteller. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I also, like, really love the line, drunk on something stronger than the drinks at the bar. Because, mm. really, love and falling in love is just, like, so much stronger and, like, more dizzying of a feeling than being drunk is, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, that line for me also is super reminiscent of Don't Blame Me from Reputation, mm. where the lyric is, Lord, save me, my drug is my baby, mm-hmm. I'll be using for the rest of my life. You know, just that idea of how strongly she felt for Joe was better than any other feeling she yeah. had ever felt. The high. Yeah, and that, I, and that, like, love is really the best feeling in the world, which is, you know, why heartbreak is so difficult to experience. Heartbreak wouldn't be so bad if love wasn't so good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you don't really drink much, so, I mean, (laughs) any feeling would be stronger than (laughs) being at the the bar. bar. Well, no, the the drinks at the bar are super strong. It's like one drink and I'm done, you know? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But, no, I definitely, for me, the things that, like, excite me the most, it's not, like, anything external that, like, I ingest. It's, like, the feeling of being around the people who I care the most about Mm. is the best feeling in the world. Now we get to the segment of Gossip In June 2016, Taylor Swift moved into 23 Cornelia Street in New York's West Village. Taylor had arranged to rent the townhouse for several months while her Tribeca apartment was being renovated. Hmm. Not long after Taylor moved into Cornelia Street, she met and began dating Joe. Mm-hmm. 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 And so the song is all about her memories of the early days of their relationship while she was living on Cornelia Street. Interesting. An alternate theory Ooh. 
that exists among the fandom. It's a very complex theory. Yes. Um, it's called Kaler, and it's a theory that speculates that Taylor and Carly Kloss were more than friends. A lot of the speculation due to a photo that was taken this summer Taylor was living on Cornelia Street of Carly, quote unquote, sneaking into Taylor's apartment. Hmm. Because of this, some fans believe that Cornelia Street is about Carly. Interesting. Personally, I think that when it comes to Taylor theories, it's really important to take Taylor at face value and accept how she identifies herself to us. Hmm. I think it's never fair to presume someone's sexual orientation for them ever. Sure. You know, regardless of what we may or may not know about Taylor and Carly's past, I don't think this song is about Carly. You know, Taylor would have most likely written this song sometime after the Reputation era, you know, before Lover, since it was on Lover. That was during the years that we know that Taylor and Carly had a falling out. Right. So I think, like, this song looks back on memories fondly and with some nostalgia. And I don't think Taylor was there yet. In terms of her friendship with Carly. I don't think mm. she was looking back on it fondly. Especially given the lyrics that we presume to be about her in It's Time to Go. Right. Which are the lyrics. When the words of a sister come back in whispers that prove she was not, in fact what she seemed, not a twin from your dreams, she's a crook who was caught. Oh. It seems very likely to me that Taylor's not writing past love songs about Carly if she feels like that about Ooh, the situation, you know? Yeah. So, like, I understand it's a very pervasive theory for many people, but I think given their falling out, I don't think she's writing love songs about her. Mm. And I really do believe this is about the early days of her relationship with Joe. Yeah. And um, I rewatched Miss Americana this week, and just watching the parts about her and Joe, it's a very small, small part of the documentary, just seeing the love there and, mm-hmm. like, how it's almost as if, like, he saw the real her when no one else was mm. and he was there for her and he just got her in a way that she had never been understood before. It's just really beautiful to watch. And I'm just – I feel so happy for her. Yeah. And I love that their love story is chronicled through Reputation On yeah. and that this song is about that. I think it's really beautiful and I really – believe it like the the scenes with them you know they're very slight and you barely see joe in it at all but just how happy and in love she looks yeah. is like it just like really warmed my heart well that's all we want for her yeah you know? i know yeah like, and it's like you're, i'm like so you know proud of her that she found it and just happy for her and you know yeah in the city of lover concert before she played cordelia street she said i use songs almost like photographs so i can go back and remember a time and remember exactly what it was like to experience it and this is definitely one of those nostalgic ones Mm. so it's like yeah it's exactly that and those feelings and she evokes those for us then yeah by playing it she explained on elvis duran in the morning show that she wanted to write a nostalgic song about how We kind of bond our memories to those places where those memories happened. It's just something we do if we romanticize life, which I tend to do. Absolutely. And that goes back to what we were saying about how, you know, we connect different places with different people and those emotions are evoked by them. Sure. And it's so cool that she could put that all into a song that could then make us feel that way about other things. So cool. Because she's just brilliant. So, so good. So good. Devin, what's your favorite lyric 
in Cornelia Street. So my favorite lyric in this song, and it also ties into the bass drum coming in. Oh. Just the two parts. So we were a fresh page on the desk, filling in the blanks as we go. So good. So good. I only didn't talk about it because I saw it was your favorite So line. good. And that's, <laughs> and that's when, like what I said, the bass drum comes in and you get like this, oh, it's just. I I can't explain how it makes me feel because with music and with certain songs, like uh, this just strange feeling happens with me that I'll just like exclaim like, yeah, yeah like, you do. Mm. You do. Like, oh, like I, <laughs> it just, I feel music viscerally sometimes mm-hmm. when a song is like really hits me in that way. Yeah. And this song does. And that moment, especially and those lyrics, we were a fresh page on the desk, filling in the blanks as we go. It's so perfect for like figuring things out as a couple and like early stage of relationship. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the definition of an early relationship is a blank page. Oh. And you just fill it in as you every, go. You figure it out together. Every experience you can jot down, every, like, it's just. I know. It's so good. Oh, okay. What about you? What's your favorite line? Okay. I. I think this is the bridge. You know me. I get confused. I love, like, love the part in the song where her voice kind of goes down. It's like this soulful. And then she sings, like, and I can't do it, but barefoot in the kitchen, sacred new beginnings that became my religion. And then she goes into, like, quiet, listen, Mm -hmm. I hope I never lose you. I'd never walk Cornelia Street again. Oh, never again. Mm -hmm. It is so beautifully sung. I can't hear that and not feel... So many feelings. Yeah. It's, I love it. Like, you know, the images of being barefoot in the kitchen and like having fun, playful, and then like sacred new beginnings that became my religion. Like creating a life with someone and these new beginnings and everything's a first. And the idea of that love and that relationship almost becoming your religion. Mm-hmm. And like, that's your new life. And that's like what you live by. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so like, oh, it's I love so it. And, and this is another instance of her relating relationships and love to religion. Yeah. Which and to something, I love. to something sacred, which I completely yeah. agree. I mean, what is more sacred than being in love with someone? Yeah. You know? I love that. Ugh. I love that that is her religion. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's so cool. And just how she says the listen, it's so emotional. Oh, listen. And, yeah. And like, I hope I never lose you. Like, it's so quiet. I'll and then never the, walk Cornelia Street. And then it goes, again. Yeah, when it's like, never again. Oh. You know? It's so, so it's good. so good. It's so emotional. Like, I... Love that part. Like, love it. It it It's brilliant. It's just so good. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to go back and tally how many times we say so good in this episode. I know. We knew that we were going to do that. So, sorry, guys. We need more adjectives. <laughs> We've Wonderful. used a lot, though. We've used a lot of adjectives Incredible. in this episode. Okay, Dev. Yeah. From one to ten, jackets round my shoulders. What do you give Cornelia oh. Street? Oh, jacket round my shoulder is yours. Yeah. Such a great lyric, too. Every lyric in this song. Like, did I ever put my jacket around your shoulder? No, I'm not really that kind of a girl, you know? Mm. I always have my own jacket. I never need a jacket, you know? No, I don't think so. Maybe I give you a cardigan at one point. I don't know. Maybe. A sweatshirt. I don't know. You can be your sweatshirt once, especially when those first trips to Vermont. I was not dressed warm enough. Very cold. So I don't think that it's going to be any surprise that I give Cornelia Street a 10. Yeah. Because 
as I've stated in previous episodes, my top 20 are all 10s for me. Yes, you have. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, and so my number two is definitely a 10. Yeah. I, you know, I can't say it enough. I love this song so much. And whenever it comes on my, I was about to say iPod, whenever it comes. <laughs> you don't have an iPod. <laughs> Whenever it comes on shuffle or anything, I just, I get so happy. I was listening to it kind of ad nauseum during the research of this. Um, so I it was playing ad nauseum and then I went to go take a shower and had Taylor Swift on shuffle and it came on again. And you're like, yes! I'm like, yes! Again! This is like the 12th time I've listened to this today. Yes! 10, obviously. Gab, how many... Jackets from my shoulder. Would you give this? No surprise to anyone. I also give Cornelia Street 10 jackets round my shoulders. Our I think this second, is our second 1010. Our second 1010. Yeah. I mean, epic, beautiful song. Connect to it. Musically beautiful. It just, it hits every note. It hits every, you just check everything off. Yes. How did, how did she not win any awards for this song? I don't know. And I don't think it was eligible because it wasn't a single, which is a further thing. Taylor, why aren't your best songs sometimes your singles? You know? Which like. Well, I feel like folklore is I mean, we're, we're going to delve more into that with Cruel Summer, but. Yeah. I think I think everyone is a little uh, miffed about Cruel Summer. And I think, and I don't know if this is like, obviously Lover sold well, but I just would like to say that I think Lover, because of the pandemic and everything that happened and that people never got to see it performed live, I think it's so underestimated oh, and yeah. underrated. I think it's like a perfect album. Yep. And still I'll listen to it. I'm like, this album is amazing. And it makes me feel so good. Yeah. Like it's like just a beautiful, lovely album. Yeah. And... This song is a huge part of that. Yeah. And the thing that's so crazy is that it's not like this is the only epic song on the album. Nope. There are so many. Yeah. And it's really cool. So I really, truly hope that we get to see this performed live at some point. Oh, hopefully. Keep listening along with us. You can find us on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast. Please give us all your thoughts. We have loved hearing from you. We've gotten a bunch of new followers recently. We love Yay. hearing from you guys. It's so much fun. Some of you have been sharing your different theories with us, especially with Coney Island, which was so, so cool, so helpful. So please keep doing it. Be sure that you are following or subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And also, um, if you get a chance, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so that other Swift can find us yes please next episode we'll be covering oh my gosh another evermore song oh. what cowboy like me come hang with us i'm devin and i'm gab this has been tata z thanks for listening see you next time <laughs>